Gossip at the Corpse Cart contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to this month's Gossip at the Corpse Cart. Where mm. we, the wine and crime gals, talk about some more timely topics. Gack attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Lucy. Oh, I'm Kenyon. I'm Amanda. Yes, you are. I am. <laughs> this is our morbid little side episode. I love it. We just get to really be ourselves. Yep. And talk about some of the articles and links that you beautiful people send to us. So it's Mm -hmm. honestly one of my most favorite things. I know. I love how interactive it is with all of you. Mm -hmm. I love the things that you folks send me. And I'm sorry that I only do like five or six headlines a month. But we if I could do all of them, trust me, I fucking would. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amanda needs her own (laughs) spinoff. I really do. I'll just Mm -hmm. do a monthly Patreon only show a la Spooky Little Bitch of all of the things you send me for just hours. Love it. We should explore that. Write that down. I should explore it. I like it. Amanda loves screaming into the void. Oh my God. It's how I cope with daily life. <laughs> the that void getting, being my pillow or my boyfriend's mouth. That and getting oh. more pets. Yeah. Oh my we God. Could have, I've been researching us. Be, yeah. Oh, I was going to say I had a separate idea. Non sequitur. I was ahead, thinking we go could ahead. have like listeners write in with questions and you could give them advice and we could call it a mansplaining. Oh, oh my yeah. God. A mansplaining. I love to a mansplain. Mm hmm. I'm also going to be spending the rest of this episode while you two are talking, researching what snail I'm going to get for my fish tank. Oh, God. Okay. Well, having said that, let's get going with some crazy headlines from Amanda. Yeah, I have a lot of research to do, so let's blast through my Oh, my God. (laughs) Just kidding. At a snail's Um, pace. Oh, aren't (laughs) you fun? So I picked, like, all animal cases last month, so I didn't pick any this month. Oh, all right. Yeah. I wanted to really push myself Humans, to open emails predator. that were different than other emails. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this first headline is out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. And it really speaks to me after the incident a couple months ago of my fucking neighbor stealing my goddamn mattress pad. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Which, if you did not follow that saga on Twitter, go find me on Twitter, Amanda007, and do some scrolling because that thread is pretty epic. It was dramatic. Mm-hmm. It was real dr- dramatic. So thank you for sending this to Jerry Knight or Gary. Jerry or Gary. Neither, neither, or both, but probably one of those two. And the headline reads, Porch Pirate left thank you note for a woman after stealing package delivered to her home. Oh, how polite. Oh, God. The most Minnesotan fucking thing ever. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yep. St. Paul, Minnesota. This is a WCCO article. A thief that stole a package delivered to a Minnesota woman left behind something unusual, a thank you note. Hillary Smith told WCCO when she got home, the package uh, containing the Christmas present she bought for her boss was missing. In its place was a note from the thief. 
Quote, I looked down and there was a piece of notebook paper folded neatly on the top step. So I picked it up, read it. It basically was a thank you note for letting me steal your package, Smith told the news what outlet. What the fuck? The note was oh signed from, quote, the new owner of your package. Oh, <gasps> my God. I know. How fucking salt in the wound is that? Oh, I would yeah, flip. That's- Get yeah, a I'd ring video doorbell, people. Yes, ring that. ad right here. Um, angry and confused, Smith posted about the incident on social media. St. Paul police said it has never seen anything like this before. Yeah. Quote, so we want people to report crimes as they occur so we can keep track of them and hopefully solve them, said Sergeant Mike Ernster. Smith now has a fake package sitting by her front door. She says it's, quote, a gift from her dog and hopes it helps stop future thieves. <laughs> <laughs> Get petty with it. I yes. fucking love it. That's brilliant. Yes. Thank you, Cherry. Um, this second one is the story of an amazing and very ballsy thief sent into us by Kathleen per- Peralt? Perot? Ross Perot. Either. There's no way to know. There's no way to Perot. <laughs> um, this comes out of, I'm not sure, but we're going to find out. Sometimes if you are reading like an online publication, it'll say like the state at the, the top county. and some don't. And this one kind of doesn't. Okay. It just I hate says, it when they just say the county or when they just say last Monday and there's like right? no I date know. on there's it. There's no date. But either way, this is amazing. So. The headline is woman caught shoplifting during shop with a cop event in Butler County. (laughs) (laughs) Hide in plain sight. Yep. Uh, Right. It's either brilliant or it's clearly Mm. not brilliant because she fucking got caught. But Mm. like if she had done it right, it would be brilliant. So Mm -hmm. a 35 year old Oxford woman was charged with theft after police said she stole a jacket while the Oxford Police Department was holding its annual shop with a cop event at Walmart on 5720 College Corner Pike. Oxford Police Chief John Jones said, quote, it's hard to believe you'd be stupid enough to shoplift with several police cruisers in the parking lot and officers throughout the store. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Jones said one of take uh, a jacket. She tried to steal a jacket. It's Ohio. I clicked on the link. It's Ohio. Um, Jones said one of his officers was talking with a member of the Walmart loss prevention department when the call about a shoplifter came across the store's internal radio. The Oxford (laughs) officer found Ashley R. Fawley sitting outside in a white Dodge caravan. (laughs) My favorite uh, car. Fawley's Fawley. Yep. There's a great tweet from the Oxford police department with a photo of the Walmart with just like 40 fucking police cars parked in the lot. (laughs) <laughs> that oh, reads tonight God. was our cops and kids shopping event at walmart however an adult female decided to steal a coat from the store during this event with all these police cars in front of the store oh, her boyfriend was God. also arrested on warrants hashtag not shoplifting with a cop hashtag santa's naughty list <laughs> oh my god her boyfriend was there and he has yeah. warrants out for him did yeah. they not know that this event was going on i, I really don't Jesus. know <laughs> I really oh don't God. know. The The article continues saying she drove through the parking lot and the officer thought she was picking up someone else exiting the store. Police asked Folly whether she accidentally took anything from the store and she said she left everything in the store because she couldn't find her debit card. A jacket valued at $70 was found in the back of her vehicle. So maybe mm-hmm. if she had fessed up, they would have gone easier on her. Who knows? 
Um, at the Oxford Police Department, she told officers she made a mistake and shouldn't have taken the jacket. She was charged with theft, a first-degree misdemeanor, and driving under suspicion. She was taken to the Butley County Jail. And while police were investigating the shoplifting, they came in contact with Donald Buttery, 40, of Oxford. Police found Buttery. that... Buttery. This is the boyfriend. <laughs> uh, police found that Buttery had a warrant for non-support of his dependents out of Preble sticky County. fingers? Yeah, he had, say, he oh. almost slipped through their fingers. <laughs> he almost slipped through the cracks. He wasn't paying his goddamn child support, so he should be oh, fucking held accountable. Fuck that guy. What a grease if ball. If they got married... Yeah. Oh, what a grease ball. <laughs> <laughs> if they got married... And hyphenated, they would be buttery folly. Yes. Oh my God. I love it. Uh, so yeah, maybe don't shoplift at a cops and kids shopping event at Walmart. That's incredible. Yep. Well done. Um, this next one has Kenyon in mind. Uh, it discusses <gasps> a Canadian kerfuffle. It was sent Ooh. in by Kalisha Goodberry. So thank you so much, Kalisha, for sending this in. A-a-am. Bingo brawl at nursing home prompts <laughs> OPP response. Nice. <laughs> A game of bingo turned ugly Tuesday afternoon, forcing OPP to show up. When a bingo-related dispute heated up at a long-term care facility in Rideau Lakes, Ontario on Tuesday, OPP officers had to be called in. It began when a 79-year-old woman took a seat normally used by an 86-year-old woman. Big (gasps) mistake, Marge. Huge. Huge. According to Leeds County OPP spokesperson Constable Sandra Barr. The ensuing argument between the two women then escalated into a physical altercation. Can you imagine how slow and gentle a physical (laughs) altercation between a 79 and an 86-year-old must be? (laughs) Other residents got involved, turning the situation into somewhat of a brawl, and OPP were called. Uh, Quote, it was certainly an unusual call for us, Barr said. When police arrived, the residents calmed down. No one was seriously injured, and paramedics were not required. No charges (laughs) were laid. OPB <laughs> did not know if the bingo game ended up happening. Oh my god! Yes, it wasn't even over the outcome of the bingo. It no, over it was over a someone's seat. regular seat. Didn't you cover <laughs> a lady in the centenarian yeah. crimes that like killed a gal because of the bed that she got? She wanted yeah. the bed closer to the window. The window yeah. bed. That's literally this. yes. Uh, also, I love that didn't case. you cover a case, Amanda, about like porn being flashed at a Canadian bingo game also? Sure did. I don't know if it was a Canadian bingo game, but it was definitely a like a family, like a church yeah. bingo. Yeah. Yes. And they like hooked up the ox cord. It was like, yep. fuck. Yup. Pastor Dave left his fucking browser open. Idiot. <laughs> Uh, this next one had Lucy written all over it. Yes. So thank you for the share, Andrea Davison. The headline, first of all, which comes from The Saline Courier, <laughs> which is like the worst name for a fucking salty. newspaper ever. Yeah. So salty. <clears throat> Hamburglar? Man calls Ooh. police over alleged sandwich theft. <laughs> a man recently called the Benton Police Department to report a cheeseburger was stolen at the Trout Motel. <laughs> <laughs> you said no animals. <laughs> oh, right. Shit. Uh, Keegan Byers told police that he had purchased two cheeseburgers at a nearby gas station. This is what reminded me of Lucy because Lucy at McDonald's gets two cheeseburgers, eats one right away and puts the other one like in her pocket for later. Literally have not done that for 25 years, but okay. Doesn't matter. It's your move. Mm, So Keegan ate one of... Yeah, it clearly left an impression. 
Uh, also, this is obviously in Arkansas that this happened. Uh, Keegan ate one of the burgers and then placed the other one on the bedside table. When he woke up hours later, the cheeseburger was gone, according <laughs> oh. to the police report. <laughs> oh, no. Police spoke with another person who was sleeping in the room at the time and claimed that they had not touched the burger. The officer noted in the report that Byers was, quote, extremely intoxicated. <laughs> so, more and likely, he ate his own. His face. Yeah. A hundred percent ate his own. He ate it burger. and forgot and then called the police. Oh, yeah. Yes. I fucking love it so much. It's amazing. These are the content items that I am here for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next on the docket uh, is another one I was grateful for because I was just in Boston for the holidays. So I'm super glad that this was sent to me by Jessica uh, Chirica. Wow. Chirica. Sure. Chirica. Who knows? This again comes out of Boston with the craziest most amazing headline ever uh it was actually published in foodandwine.com so it's real good (laughs) lobster thief steals truck crashes into second lobster truck in quote (laughs) most boston thing that's ever happened (laughs) what were they parked in harvard yard ah were you parked in harvard yard you stealing my lobsters (laughs) If someone says it's probably the most Boston thing that's ever happened, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Personally, I'm imagining Ben Affleck getting hit in the head with a Sam Adams bottle outside a Red Sox game. (laughs) But no, you've already read the headline. The previous quote comes courtesy of an employee at a lobster wholesaler after a lobster theft led to a high-speed chase and the eventual collision of two lobster trucks. Ben Affleck is seemingly unharmed. (laughs) <laughs> how do you like them just after mid- <laughs> how do you like them lobsters just after midnight early on tuesday morning a thief jumped into a truck loaded with about ten thousand dollars worth of the tasty crustaceans from the wholesale boy new england lobsters and tried to drive off likely one of the most brazen lobster robberies this side of reaching into the tank at red lobster <laughs> Many people might have simply said there were plenty of fish in the sea and let the 29-year-old suspect drive off. But this is Boston, where you don't mess with a man's lobsters. So, as a police report states, several employees of the lobster company gave chase in a second box truck that caught up with the suspect on Medford Street near Main Street. The suspect refused to stop, but instead deliberately crashed the stolen truck into the second box truck. The employees of the lobster company were able to detain the suspect until police arrived on the scene. Were they able to detain all the lobsters? Oh, I think we're about to find out. Quote, it was a very Boston experience for everyone involved. Peter Ligorio, sales and marketing manager for Buy New England Lobsters, told Boston Magazine, further emphasizing his earlier, quote, most Boston thing ever, quote, (laughs) Meanwhile, the Boston Police Department wrote, the suspect was placed under arrest and was charged with receiving stolen motor motor vehicle, operating after revocation suspension, assault and battery by means of a dangerous weapon, and threats to commit harm. Oddly, quote, grand theft lobster was not one of the charges. Apparently, even in Boston, this isn't really a thing. Grand theft lobster. Lobster. Grand theft lobster. <laughs> yeah. I love it so fucking much. 
<laughs> and finally. Have you seen? I know Casey Affleck is really problematic, but have you he's seen? Canceled. In that he's probably a rapist, but have you seen the <laughs> SNL sketch? Yes. <laughs> Where it's Casey Affleck in like a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like. America he's runs like, on Dunkin'. <laughs> Yes. It's so, good. It's so fucking good. The most good. Boston thing of all time. <laughs> well, second most Boston thing of all time. Yeah, after the lobsters. Grand Theft Lobster. No charges <laughs> were filed. Well, no, lots of charges were filed. Anyway, uh, I'm going to oh, round this out. They were really in hot life. water. They're in hot water, buttery hot. <laughs> uh, bring it to a boil. <laughs> Uh, okay, a lot of people sent me this email. It hasn't broken the record for most <laughs> recommendations I've gotten, mm -hmm. but uh, there were at least 20 people that it's sent close. me this. Um, it's like morbidly <laughs> kind of borderline wholesome, so here we go. Utah man found dead in a freezer had a notarized letter saying his wife wasn't responsible for his death. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which I feel like I need this. Um, when Jean, this is from CNN, when Jean Sorin Mathers died in November, police in Tule, 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 I don't know, T-O-O-E-L-E, Tule. It's fine. Uh, Utah were startled to find the body of her husband, Paul, in a chest freezer at the couple's home. That wasn't all. Police also discovered a notarized letter from Paul stating that his wife was not responsible for his death, according to a search warrant unsealed this week. Investigators oh now God. believe that Paul Mathers died a decade ago and are investigating the possibility <gasps> that monthly payments to him from Veterans Affairs and Social Security kept coming in after his death. Oh, yeah. Shit. So if nobody knows, girl can collect. Yeah. Which, like, I get it. We fucking live in a, a society that really does not help support the elderly, let alone yeah. veterans after they come home. So, like, I feel like this is more of a commentary on how, like, fucked up our state of, yeah. of like, I'm sure she would have liked is. to bury her husband. Yeah, but, like, but she, she knew to she's survive. probably exactly. She's better off because she can't fuck. She probably couldn't pay for her home. Anyway, I'm oh, speculating, wow. but that's kind of where I feel like this goes. So Sergeant Jeremy Hansen of the police department <laughs> said investigators have filed subpoenas and are still awaiting financial records. The VA payments could total at least $177,000, which remember that's over the course of a decade. So that's not that much fucking money. That's like just enough yeah. to survive. Right. Like barely. Um, yeah, this poor woman. Yeah. So Paul Mathers is believed to have died between February 4th, 2009 and March 8th, 2009, Hansen said. He had been diagnosed with a terminal illness. It was being treated at a local Veterans Affairs Medical Center and uh, was last seen there on February 4th, 2019. So he probably was being treated as an outpatient and then died in his home. Um, mm -hmm. But before he died, Paul Mathers wrote a letter stating his wife was not responsible for his death. And that letter was notarized. This is the most old person thing fucking ever. In December of mm -hmm. 2008. Get everything notarized. Old people do love a notary. Oh, they oh, love yeah. a fucking notary. A notary public. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And detectives tracked down the notary and she said she didn't read it. She just stamped it. <laughs> 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 Me as a notary. I don't know. I just fucking stamped it. <laughs> Sergeant Hansen declined to disclose Paul Mathers' illness. Jean Sauron Mathers, uh, 75, died in November from what appears to be natural causes. 
So yeah, there's no speculation in this article, but what that makes the most sense to me. And I would imagine she and her husband probably had a conversation after he was diagnosed with a terminal illness that was right. like, what am I going to do when you die? I can't work and I can't afford our home. So I do have a feeling this was a collaborative not, effort. Are spouses of veterans not able to collect those payments? I think you can, but like I think pension? it operates similar to like Social Security where you can't collect to the full amount. I think you can only collect a portion because my grandmother mm. still receives survivor's benefits from my grandfather from serving in right. World War II, but it was less money after he passed. It's It oh, becomes okay. survivor's benefits and not like a full-blown veteran's right. payout. So, mm-hmm. I mean, either way, it's super sad and kind of amazing. And those are my Did headlines. Did you say that... Sh- did you say that she also died? She's now also dead. They discovered him in the freezer because she died and mm-hmm. they like set okay. like a coroner went to her house. Oh, at least she doesn't at least she's not alive to like face charges. Oh yeah, no no no. She's blissfully yeah. dead. She's reunited with her nice. wonderful husband. She got away with it cool. for a decade. Cool. Nice. God bless her. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a happy yep. ending. Right? Agreed. There you go. All and right. notaries really do save, you know, prison time. They do. Notaries really will stamp anything, and we should put that to the test. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, read the lobster story. My partner just texted me. I kid you not. It had to have been while I was reading that fucking lobster story. He got mm-hmm. an alert from Groupon that's entitled, Great Pinata Stuffed with Lobster, 75% oh. off. <laughs> Oh my lord! Ew, so that is BRB. Disgusting. I'm gonna research snails and how to get a lobster pinata. Okay. Take it away. Well, in the meantime, let's hear a word from our sponsors. <laughs> lobster pinata. Lobster pinata. <laughs> yes. Is it cooked? Are they alive in there? What a hellscape! Uh, I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> just a, All right. you're expecting candy and just a hundred live lobsters <laughs> are just raining down on you. No. The prawn. I ordered the crabs (laughs) piñata. All right. Here's a word from our sponsors. Get mouth-watering seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh makes cooking at home fun, easy, and affordable. Let us tell you how. It is the most delicious, amazing service. I am in love with HelloFresh. It helps you break out of your dinner rut rut with HelloFresh's 22 plus seasonal chef curated recipes each week. So you're not going to get bored with what they send you and it's going to like push you to try making new things, which I really love because I personally hate to cook. So this is like a really great way to get me into cooking without feeling super overwhelmed. It helps you to save time and stress effortlessly. They cut out stressful meal planning and prepping so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes or even 20 minutes with their quick recipe options. I love those 20 minute recipes. They are so easy. That's only like one glass of wine. Honestly, I could stretch it out a little. And for me, the prep is what I hate the most. I hate meal planning. I hate like chopping a Mm -hmm. million things. Mm -hmm. HelloFresh just cuts, literally cuts most of those things for you. (laughs) We are obsessed with HelloFresh. I love how flexible their plans are. They'll fit your lifestyle. You can add extra meals or lunches to your weekly order or throw in 
some delicious sides and desserts like garlic bread. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Cookie dough. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And they'll put wine pairings on the recipe cards, which are photo uh, cards to follow along with. You can't mess this there's up. There's nothing better. Last night yeah. I made the figgy balsamic pork. It was snowing Yum. outside. Like we had a really bad blizzard. I was like, I just want some warm like savory comfort food. Cute. I love this image. Oh, and this delivered. It uh, came with some roasted green beans. Mm-hmm. Who knew what a little salt and pepper could do? Oh my gosh. And your husband's a chef. So like, you know that that oh. is getting his seal of approval. He loves it when I make the HelloFresh recipes. He still mm-hmm. talks about the meatloaf that I made oh, a few months ago. That meatloaf is so good. The meatloaf. I had that one too. Oh my God. So you'll just have to take our word for it and try it. And here's how you can do that. Just go to HelloFresh.com forward slash GALS10 and use that code GALS10. That's G-A-L-S-1-0 during HelloFresh's New Year's sale for 10 free meals, including what? free shipping. That's incredible. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so one no. more time, go to HelloFresh.com forward slash GALS10 and use that code GALS10 during HelloFresh's New Year's sale for 10 free meals, including free shipping and treat your dinner. Treat it. Here's an honest question. How are you supposed to know what to do with your money? There's no way to know. There's a very fair question. Very few of us are exposed to meaningful advice on how to manage our finances. Even fewer have the means to get professional financial guidance. Betterment is a platform that was built to do something radical, to give accessible financial advice that puts you first. Radical. (laughs) I know. If you're like most Americans, and I am, your money is probably sitting in a savings account, likely earning you next to nothing. It's not growing there. So maybe you have an investment account that you're not really sure what to do with. Betterment can help you make sense of what to do with your money. It is, it's scary to navigate. Mm -hmm. You need help. Mm -hmm. Investing involves risk, but you don't have to know the ins and outs of the stock market because there is literally no way to know. It's too confusing. Uh, to start saving more or start investing for your future. Betterment's technology will put your money to work choosing the stocks and strategies that are right for you because we know you have other things to do, like host a podcast Mm -hmm. or not worry about numbers. (laughs) Uh, Betterment's platform can even provide guidance on what financial goals make sense for you, which is super awesome. So give your money a new home with Betterment, peace of mind included. Download the Betterment app today. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-M-E-N-T for the betterment of you. Treat your wallet. Treat it. Okay. Here are some coven confessions. And again, disclaimer, don't send us murder light stories, even though we specifically asked for them. I mean, (laughs) you can send them. Just know we can't protect you if we get subpoenaed. If we get subpoenaed. That's correct. Or you can send them so we can read them, but we won't read them on air because it's a liability, turns out. Yeah, turns out our lawyer doesn't like that. (laughs) But some of these tell the line, so let's crack right into it. Okay, This this is the... This is verbatim. In 2010, I was in the middle of an unhappy marriage to an abusive husband with gambling addiction and too afraid to leave. Long story short, I ended up having an affair that went on for quite a while. We would take any opportunity to see each other, so a lunchtime quickie in his office or a mad dash to his house and back was basically what I lived for. 
Like, girl, get it. I do condone this. Yeah. If your husband is an abusive piece of shit and you're scared to leave him, go out and get yours in the best way you can. And stay safe. One day after a quick, quote, visit with my, quote, friend, I was driving home and my husband called saying he was home early. Usually I beat him home and had plenty of time to clean up any evidence, but this day I wasn't so lucky. Not knowing what the hell to do, I pulled over, took off my pants, stripped off my panties, and shoved them in the back of my glove box, then used some baby wipes to freshen up. Always carry baby wipes. Yep, yep. Redressed, fixed my sex hair, and went on my way. I completely forgot about the panties. Oh, no. Fast forward several months, and I finally have the courage to leave my husband. My booty call is now my boyfriend, and we are spending a lot of time together, usually at his place. One day, I was looking for something in my car and found the forgotten sex panties. My boyfriend and I had a good laugh about it, and I stuck them back in there, intending to take them out when I got home and throw the damn things away. But of course, I forgot. Oh my god, out of sight, out of mind is so real. Yeah. The second I put something down, I have no fucking clue where I put it. Yep. Meanwhile, my boyfriend's neighbor starts being super creepy. Anytime I get the mail, he was right behind me getting his. He left his patio door open, and if he heard my patio door open, he would run outside to talk to me. I I hate it. I hate it. I hate neighbors. I hate men. this This is a me anecdote. Quick anecdote. My grandparents had a super religious neighbor like the entire time I was growing up and he had a giant Bible verse written on his garage door. <gasps> I remember no. that. Like facing the outside so everyone yeah. in the neighborhood would see it? Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Huge. Hate it. Huge, huge, huge. And um, every time I would like play outside, he would like come up to me and like tell me stories from the Bible. Not cool, dude. <laughs> Not cool. And that's why you're Not an atheist cool. today. <laughs> it might be, though. Okay. So anyway, clearly he did not convert me. But anyway, okay, back to this quote. He, the neighbor, then started hovering by my car in the morning so he could talk to me when I left for work. Then my car started to get broken into. No. Nothing was ever taken. It was just like someone would sit in my car, go through my stuff, and spray my perfume. No! no. That's worse. So much worse than you taking my things. No. Uh Uh-huh. So much worse. Mm Mm-hmm. We called the police numerous times, and they told us there was basically nothing we could do but to keep calling so they would have a paper trail if they finally caught the person. Great. One morning, I go out to my car, and again, someone has broken in and gone through my stuff, but this time, something is missing. No, no, My no. sex panties. Ew! Oh my God, I love how she forgot about her sex panties twice, but the one time- Until they're stolen. The one time they're, like, yeah. put away, she notices they're gone. Yeah. So I call the police and they send out an officer. I have to explain to this poor rookie that, (laughs) yes, my car was broken into. Yes, something is missing. What? Black panties. What type? Black lacy thong. What size? Medium. Like, is this really necessary? No. He needs all the details. It's not. (laughs) He 
just smirked uncomfortably, took the report, and left. Little did I know the town my boyfriend lived in had a section on the front page of the newspaper called City Reports. Basically a police blotter, but on the front page. No! I had no idea I had made the paper until a post started circulating on Facebook of a clip from Jay Leno several months later. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Everyone was dying over the fact that someone called the police over stolen panties. And why would anyone have panties in their glove box? Ha ha ha. If I could have crawled in a hole and died right then, I would have. Luckily, no one ever knew it was me until a few years later, I became best friends with the girl who submitted it to Jay Leno. When I found out it was her, I had to come clean. We still have a good laugh about it every year when it comes up in our Facebook memories. Fucking Facebook (laughs) memories. God damn it. (laughs) And they will never let me live it down. So that's the story of how my torrid affair, a pair of black panties, and a creepy neighbor landed me on Jay Leno. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> In case you're wondering, I married that boyfriend and he's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. We've been together Aww. for nine years. Yay! Aww. I love this story so much. But I also hate Yay. it because this guy is a fucking perv. Yeah. All I can say is I hope your boyfriend moved. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Or that your I neighbor guess it's died funny. peacefully in his home of natural causes. Or just died. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any which way. Um. Mm-hmm. But also, like, if you don't have the context, it's, like, funny to think about a pair of panties being stolen from a glove box. But when you have context, like, yeah, no, you absolutely did the right thing calling the cops. Yeah. Yeah, And you were essentially stalked for months. Uh And it consistently escalated. Which is why, like, we as a society and police need to take shit like that, like, like, uh... It's peeping f- toms and yes. all that shit seriously it's a fucking funny headline for leno until this poor woman gets killed by the crazy neighbor mm-hmm. right exactly all right but that didn't happen in this case and we can laugh about it but call the cops and okay did <laughs> okay next one <clears throat> uh i cut out some of the exposition at the top to make this shorter so long story short this girl has this boyfriend And he's kind of bad news, and he's out drinking at a bar and calls for a ride home at 2 in the morning. Got it. Uh, Quote, I'm a people pleaser, so even though my reaction was, hell no, you're a full-grown man, get your own ass home, I eventually settled on the decision to go and get him. The first problem I faced was getting the car started and out of the driveway without waking my parents because the car was parked directly below their bedroom window. Oh, so she was young when this happened. She's she's a teenager. Got it. Okay. Um, but can drive. Um, so my idea was this. Get the car in neutral. Push it real slow just so it gets going. Hop in. Ride it down the driveway. And finally start the car once in the street and away from my <laughs> parents' window. Brilliant. Just like foolproof. Maybe the most teenager brain plan Fucking of all time. Fucking brilliant. Airtight. What could go wrong? <laughs> What I opened the driver's side. <laughs> I opened the driver's side door and somehow got that thing into neutral gear. I pushed on the car from the inside as I stood with the door open and started to walk with the car when it moved. My other hand was on the steering wheel because my driveway was shaped weird. 
<laughs> and I didn't want it to hit the tree that happened to be in my path. Oh, I had to turn okay. a little to make it down the driveway. So not only does she have to coast in neutral down her driveway, but she has to steer in neutral backwards. down her driveway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, backwards. Okay. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Things escalated real quick. No, oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> All of a sudden, the steering wheel wouldn't budge. I had turned it too far, and because the car wasn't on, it locked in place. <gasps> no! Which has totally happened to me, yes. Oh, yeah. It's really hard to get that shit unlocked. Uh-huh. <laughs> turning it <laughs> turning it like a freaking 45-degree angle. The car had picked up a little speed, and I realized oh, no. it was a lot heavier and faster than I was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my I had God. <laughs> I had a small window of time to hop in the car, but I chickened out and took a step back and watched my car barrel down the driveway and into the yard with the driver's side door open and flailing. No. It missed the tree, but the door slammed into our mailbox by the street and the car finally stopped in our neighbor's yard. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. After I somewhat inappropriately giggled to myself and checked my surroundings to make sure nobody witnessed what had just happened, I ran to the car to salvage it. No cigar, my friends. The blow from the mailbox had permanently opened my driver's side door almost off its hinges, and I could not for the life of me get it to close in the proper direction. Oh, honey. I panicked. So she doesn't start the car. I panicked and did what I would like to think any 16-year-old would do. Did you run? I wiped my fingerprints from the scene, the Stop. steering wheel, the door handle, the mirrors. <laughs> Good girl. I walked back up to my front door, walked upstairs, and went to bed. Slept that is like a baby. Exactly what I would have done. Did she oh, leave the keys in it? Like I'm so yep. confused. Yep. Yep. Sure did. My mother bursts into my room at 6 a.m. the following morning asking, what the hell was wrong with me and what did I do to my car and wake the fuck up and were you drunk? <laughs> I open my eyes and questions. say, yeah, and say with a gasp, oh my God, I think I left my car unlocked last night. Someone must have tried to steal my car. Oh my God, did they buy it? <laughs> We called the cops after that. I remember being late for school and standing outside talking to a sheriff about who could have possibly tried to steal my car. I blamed an ex-boyfriend who yes. they questioned that oh. day. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No <laughs> Nothing ever came of it. We never caught the culprit. <laughs> Rip 2001 Jeep Liberty. Oh, rest in peace, Jeep. Uh, wow yeah. I would have done the same thing Including that, blame yeah. an ex-boyfriend Is so incredible oh, yeah. Okay next one <laughs> Okay so don't hate me after reading this I've kept this secret with me for 20 years And I still feel terrible about what I did But here goes nothing Oh it can't be that bad <laughs> This this one reminds me so much Of um, that TV show And you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about in a second as a teenager, I was super boy crazy and seemed to always be turned on. Pen 15. Pen 15. 
Yep. <laughs> I went I went to a private co-ed Catholic boarding school and we all know that sexual feelings are bad and banned. We weren't allowed to date or have relationships with the opposite sex. So we couldn't even walk around campus alone with a boy. We, we always had to stay in a two-to-one ratio whenever around the opposite sex. Of and course, God, this rule only so applied work. to the girls. Yeah. Also, you can still have sex in a two-to-one ratio. You sure to can. It to you. In fact, Catholics. you can have a lot of fun in a two-to-one ratio. Yeah, I love a two-to-one sure ratio. I encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved reading and wanted to know everything about sex. So as a cover, I would buy health books for preteens and Kenyan. teens. That's Kenyan. <laughs> no, that I didn't know. That taught you about your changing body. This was like my version of porn because I would study the penis diagrams and let my <laughs> imagination take me away. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so... My sister went off to college around this time, and she would come scoop me up, and I'd stay with her in her dorm room over the weekends. I could never... F- so, okay, I cut out some stuff in the middle, but basically, you're gonna... You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I could never finish in enough time. Ah, masturbation. So one, Got it. <laughs> yeah. So one day, I thought, hmm, my sister has a vibrating toothbrush. No! Maybe, just maybe, that could help me. (gasps) I mean, it it could, but don't (laughs) do it. (laughs) Well, you guessed it. I did it. And it did, in fact, help me big time. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so guilty about doing this, but the pleasure overtook the guilt, and this became my weekend ritual. So how long did she fuck herself with her sister's toothbrush <laughs> how long has this been going on in in parentheses oh my gosh i'm cringing inside oh. now that i'm an adult i would be pissed if this happened to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here comes the ver- the justification i only used the bottom half of her toothbrush and i always made sure to cleanse it really well washing it with soap and hot water then boiling it in her dorm coffee pot so she also infected the coffee pot the just fuck? buy a vibrator this is way too much work <laughs> i never ever told her about this and never will but damn that toothbrush opened up my world Someone out there is like, hmm, my toothbrush was always really clean. <laughs> Thousand like, percent. People that are really is questioning. <laughs> oh my God, that's so epic. Lots of little sisters are going to get unjustly blamed for this too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I think we got two more. Love it. Uh... Quote, I was listening to the GAC episode where you have quite a few pee-related stories and decided to share my own with you because it might be the worst thing I've ever done, or so my friends say. I graduated college with a degree in marketing four years ago. Like most absolutely fucked millennials, I couldn't find a job right away and was super down about it, girl or guy. We feel you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I applied to around 60 jobs in any field related to marketing, literally anywhere. Uh, Got to the third interview seven different times, but no dice. Oh, I feel Mm -hmm. this person so hard. This is triggering. Yeah. One day, though, I got a call. I started a podcast. 
<laughs> yeah. Kenyon wrote her own confession into First, the show. First, I fled to South Africa. <laughs> I duped my two friends. <laughs> yeah, I roped them in. They both had careers. Okay. <laughs> One day, though, I got a call. This huge, respected company wanted to hire me in my field. I was over the moon. On the phone, the recruiter started mentioning a drug test that needed to be completed within 48 hours because they needed me to start ASAP. That was actually a problem, you see, because mm-hmm. I had attended a Halloween party the night before where I drank a lot and smoked copious amounts of marijuana. As you do. It's Halloween. Right. It's drug testing is so lame. <laughs> but I needed this job. My student mm-hmm. loans were coming in hot and gas was like three fifty a gallon. Shout yep. out capitalism. Yep. So I got this cleansing drink and took an at-home test, but it was still positive for THC. I was sitting at my brother's house the day I failed the test, feeling defeated. I asked him to use his pee, but alas, my entire family is just a bunch of stoners. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But he had an idea. Use his kid's pee. Yes, this is why you have nieces and nephews, and neither and neither and both. <laughs> this is why. I can't wait to use my niece's piss. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> my brother explained that my niece was 10 and very smart, and she would catch on, but my nephew was just three and peed in a <laughs> tiny... <laughs> peed in a tiny potty half the time anyway. That's That would be perfect. easy, right? So, yes, I did, in desperation, use my toddler nephew's pee to pass a drug test for a job. Yes, I did go to their house in the morning to obtain the pee from my sister-in-law, transport it in a hot thermos, then hide it in my pants, only to pour it into the test cup in the bathroom. Yup. Well done. The worst part, I've been promoted within the company three times in three years, and everyone is so proud of me for how successful I am at ah, such a young age. That's not the worst part. This this just goes to prove that a little bit yeah. of pot does not mean you shouldn't get a fucking great job. Yeah. Right. Fucking so exactly. stupid. A little bit of most drugs, to be honest. If you're not, like, coming in, selling meth and all fucking cracked out, and you're able yeah. to do it and excel at your job, who the fuck right. cares what kind of small bits of substances you're using in the safety of your own goddamn home as long as you're safe and you're not like destroying your life yeah who fucking cares if it's an office job if you're not like yeah if you're not in charge of like children or like operating heavy machinery do you right yeah okay last one possibly my favorite also involves a visual don't go look at it yet yeah you already yelled at us not to look at the at the drive for GAC. So we have, yeah. I've avoided it like the plague. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fortunately, the writer has said that this photo is just for the three of us. So we can't share it on the blog, but I will describe it in detail for all of you listeners. Great. Quote, I started my own house cleaning business earlier this year, and one of my first jobs ended up being crazy. A guy said that he'd fallen multiple times and busted his head and he needed someone to clean up the blood. No big deal, I thought. Well, as you can see from my pic I sent, it was a fucking big deal. Oh, can we look? look. Yep. Okay, let's... Holy shit! Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? That's like a biohazard team thing. This looks like... A 
a butcher floor. This looks like a badly <laughs> done overwrought haunted house room. Yeah. There's blood. It's so much blood. The, the you can't everywhere. see what color the floor is because it is covered <laughs> in blood. Covered yep. in blood. Whoa. There That's is not blood a small everywhere. Room either. There is blood on the door, on the walls, covering the floor. It's everywhere. Oh, with like streaks. Yeah. I think this picture must have been taken after someone initially tried, tried to, to clean it. it up and realized that they were just spreading it. And head wounds do bleed like excessively. But not but that much. I'm really skeptical of this. That's definitely my- spread out because like pooled blood is not that red. My theory, and this is based on nothing. (laughs) (laughs) To be very clear. (laughs) Is that this dude is like on the wrong end of like a drug deal gone bad or something. Like he knew he was in the wrong. He couldn't call the cops, but someone came and beat his ass. Mm. Maybe, still, yeah. It's I mean, still got to be a head wound, though, because that shit bleeds like a stuck Yeah, blade. it does. It bleeds like crazy. Yeah. This is just so yeah. much blood. It's so much blood. Yeah. I'm surprised yes. he's alive, even if this is just smeared around. Did this yeah, person call it, the police? Like, what do you do uh, in this situation? I'll get back to it. But real oh. quick, first, I showed the picture to Zach. That's the only other person I showed it to. I showed the picture picture to Zach, and he goes, I didn't know we had that much blood. We're dense pouches. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, honey. we are. <laughs> You're packed in real tight. We're packed We're in dense tight. dense pouches. Okay, so back to this thing. Quote, I still to this day am not certain if I assisted in a crime or not, unknowingly, and I'm too scared to ask. So please don't share this pic with anyone but yourselves and I'm and my husband. It took me <laughs> three hours and there was still blood in places I couldn't completely get. Bottom line, I didn't charge enough to clean up this mess. Yeah. And I listened to your podcast as I cleaned. No. <laughs> yes. Sincerely, oh your friendly God. house cleaner. P.S. Last I checked, the guy is still alive, but I can't remember anything that happened. At least that's what I've been told. But but wow. he can't remember anything that happened. Oh, my Amazing. God. Yeah. Sunshine cleaners so, over here. Seriously. Wow, that picture is going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Thank you. I yep. love it. It's going to be my new There's desktop pi- background. No. There's a picture uh, of the room clean also. Do you see it? Yeah. At the oh, end. You did yeah. a good job. Oh, my God. She d- incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. That place would still light up like a Christmas oh, tree. Like Absolutely. a fucking space station. Yeah. <laughs> like the space International Space Station. Okay. Good and, God. And that is this month's uh, Coven Confessions. Wow. That last one is really good. They're yeah. all really good, but really good. I Thank love you. it. Good job. Well Thank done. Thank you. I did nothing. Thank I you. I know. That's what makes Gax so great. 
Now yeah. let's hear another word from our sponsors. Because everyone is different, Noom adjusts to your lifestyle. They teach you the psychology behind the decisions you make and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyzing your diet and recommending healthy recipes. Noom also connects you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other Noomers, so you have all the support you need to empower your change. It's awesome. I love Noom. And I know just as well as anybody that the prospect of like getting in shape and exercising regularly before you Mm. start, it seems so daunting and scary and like undoable. Well, and it's one of the most common like abandoned New Year's resolutions. Yeah, absolutely. So set yourself up for success. And don't forget that like everyone falls off the train. You can get right Mm -hmm. back on. And Noom just asks you for 10 minutes a day. They also provide you with that goal specialist. It just helps you stay on track. I have started and stopped so many diet and exercise regimens in my life. Yeah. And like, I don't know, they last like two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. been on the Noom bus for months. I love yeah. it. And it really helped me during the holidays, let me tell you. I believe it. I love Noom because they say that no food is good, bad, or off limits. It's all about moderation. It can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets if you want, or it's a great standalone, you know, project for you to Mm -hmm. just work on a little bit every day. And again, you're human. We're all human. Most of us are human. If you go off track, there's no shaming. Just tips to help you get back on track tomorrow. That goal specialist is a lifesaver. I love it. All that support is key, Mm -hmm. and it's Noom just puts it all in one place. It's amazing. It's a great blend of accountability and like a soft cushion to land on. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And Noom knows that you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. So sign up for your trial today at Noom. That's N-O-O-M dot com forward slash gals. Because what do you have to lose? Visit Noom dot com forward slash gals to start your trial today. One more time. That's N-O-O-M dot com forward slash gals. Treat your health. Treat it. Some people have trouble falling asleep. Some have trouble staying asleep. Some have trouble with both. Uh-huh. And on average, people are getting less quality sleep than ever before. We're, we get older and the burdens of life <laughs> weigh heavily. <laughs> That's my problem. I, I can stay asleep and I sleep pretty heavily, but I have such a hard time falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And that losing that, you know, it could take me like two hours just to fall asleep, just to get to that point. Mm -hmm. It's really frustrating. And tackling sleep issues shouldn't feel impossible, but existing sleep aids are not always effective and they can make you groggy in the morning. That is the worst. Like I am all about taking something to help you fall asleep. I'm not against that in any way, but I just hate those morning after effects of like not being able to be awake and alert for my day. It's really frustrating. So that is why there's REMRISE. I love REMRISE. It is amazing. It's a personalized sleep solution that uses natural plant-based formulas to help calm the mind, relax the body, and get your circadian rhythm back on track for a better, more restorative sleep. And I got to tell you, it is working. I took the uh, the sleep quiz. And I know, Lucy, you did too. 
and oh, you're going to yeah. talk about your results. But it basically helped me narrow down what my sleep issues were, and it definitely confirmed that falling asleep is the problem. Staying asleep is not so much the problem, so I needed like a formula that was going to get me to sleep, but not, you know, doesn't need to put me in some sort of a coma that I can't wake up from the next morning. Yeah, so, I hate that. Yeah, it's drug-free with no groggy side effects in the morning, and that is honestly one of my absolute favorite things about it. And depending on the medication that you take to fall asleep or stay asleep, even if you don't set an alarm, you could sleep the entire next day. No matter mm-hmm. what, you wake up, you don't feel good. Right. So Remrise is completely different. All you have to do is go to getremrise.com forward slash gals, that's G-A-L-S, and take their free sleep quiz. I took the quiz. It asks you about what kinds of dreams you have. Like Amanda said, if you have more problems falling asleep or staying asleep, if you're a light sleeper, I am the lightest sleeper. It's, yeah. It's really I've shared hard. i with you. It's <laughs> tough. It's really tough. Like Because I, uh, I snore and your husband snores. Uh, yeah. My life before Corey got a CPAP was extremely yeah. stressful. But that's mm-hmm. besides the point. If I had had Remrise back then... Might not have been that bad. But this quiz really helps you narrow down exactly what it is that, you know, prevents you from getting a great night's sleep. And then Mm -hmm. they take your results and they give you a personalized formula with some Mm -hmm. gentle, you know, things that just help you help you do whatever it is. If it's falling asleep, staying asleep, whatever. Mm -hmm. And Remrise comes with an awesome digital app. Everything has an app. It's so convenient. I know, I love it. That you can use to track your sleep progress. It even has a guided meditation feature to help you get on the right mindset. It's so nice. So do what we did and check out Remrise today. Go to getremrise.com forward slash gals. Take their sleep quiz. And when you sign up, you'll get your first week of Remrise for free. You just pay for the shipping. You won't find an offer like this anywhere else. Get your first week of Remrise for free when you sign up at GetRemRise. That is G-E-T-R-E-M-R-I-S-E dot com forward slash gals. One more time. That is GetRemRise.com forward slash gals and treat yo sleep. Treat it. If you've been listening to this show, you have definitely heard us crowing about Framebridge. Mm, crooning, crowing, uh-huh. yakking. Yeah, hacking, all <laughs> the above. So by now you know that they make it easy and affordable to frame your favorite things from art prints and posters to the travel photos just sitting on your phone collecting mm-hmm. not literal dust. E-dust. <laughs> E-dust. <laughs> <laughs> So here's a reminder of how FrameBridge works. Go to FrameBridge.com and upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces. I love it. That packaging is so secure. Mm-hmm. You can preview your item online in any frame style, choose your favorite, or get free recommendations from their talented designers. And the expert team at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. No pants required. Oh, it's amazing. And instead of the hundreds that you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and Uh all shipping back, forth, to and fro is free. Plus, Uh our listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use our promo code GALS. That's G-A-L-S. 
Uh, Framebridge is amazing, and so many of y'all have jumped on the Framebridge train. <laughs> that Framebridge literally sent us over a list of like the most popular places that customers framed photos from in 2019 and I thought this list was really fun. Uh, amazing. Yeah, so number one was the Eiffel Tower, obvi. Duh. Number two, Yosemite National Park. <sighs> number three, the Golden Gate Bridge. I literally have one of our photos from San Fran at the Golden Gate Bridge frame bridge in my house. <laughs> I love it. So check. Uh, Machu Picchu. Mm-hmm. Machu Picchu on my list. <laughs> Big Ben is number five. Number six is the Coliseum. Number seven, Brooklyn Bridge Park. So good. Mm. Number eight, Grand Teton National Park. Number nine, the Amalfi Coast. Oh, OMG. Yes. And number 10, Banff National Park. I love So y'all Banff. are traveling yes. big time in 2019. I love it. Mm. I have photos framed from our travels from tour last year. So I have some stuff from Austin. I have stuff from San Francisco. A couple years ago, I went to Joshua Tree National Park and I took so many pictures on that trip. And like, I put a bunch of them on my Instagram. And then like Lucy said, they were just sitting in my phone. Mm-hmm. E-dust. And yeah, get collecting e-dust. And I am so glad that I frame bridged it. And like your Instagram photos are perfect for those $39 frames. Yeah. Oh, you're They're right. so fun. Yeah, I love those. So I have a bunch of photos from my Instagram that I've done in those slightly smaller $39 frames. And like everyone who follows me on social media has seen my gallery wall. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> like 90% of that is frame bridge. It's amazing. I love it. So get started today. Frame your photos or send the perfect gift go to framebridge.com and use promo code gals you'll save an additional 15 percent off your first order just go to framebridge.com uh, promo code gals one more time that is framebridge.com and promo code gals treat yo walls oh treat them all right so i have quite a bit to cover um so we're just gonna we're just gonna. This go is Lucy's with it. nice way of telling us to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sure is translation. I, mean, yeah. I got shit to do after this too. Okay, so I'm gonna start with a short archaeological mystery, which was sent to me by Coven member Jacqueline and also by Kenyon. I think it was either Kenyon oh. or my mom. I don't remember. I don't even remember. Same person. Same person. My mom, Kenyon. Okay, so <laughs> this is from a Forbes article. Although the human head is a potent symbol in many South American cultures, archaeologists working at a site in Ecuador were surprised to find two babies buried with helmets made from the skulls of other children. Yep, I sent it. Yep. Dating to around... I didn't read it. Oh, it's bizarre. Dating to around 100 BC, the ritual complex of Salango or Salanjo on the central coast uh, of Ecuador was a site used as a funerary platform by a chiefdom culture called Guangala. Excavations from 2014 to 2016 identified 11 individuals buried with small artifacts, shells, and stone ancestor figurines. More notably, two infants were found with the modified skulls of others encasing their heads. The wow. research well, team, if they still had a soft, what's it called? Palette or whatever. The top, the soft spot. Fontenelle. Fontenelle. That was not the purpose of this. Okay. (laughs) Um, The research team composed of Queen Bitches 
Sarah Youngst and Abigail Bythel of the University of North Carolina at Charlotte and Richard Lunis and Juan Jose Ortiz Aguilu of the Universidad Tecnica de Manabí in Ecuador nailed it, explained yep. this unusual <laughs> burial ritual in a new article published in the journal Latin American Antiquity. One burial was that of an infant who was about 18 months old when they died. In describing uh-huh. the image of this burial, Youngst, I think it's Youngst, and colleagues mm-hmm. note that, quote, the modified cranium of a second juvenile was placed in a helmet-like fashion around the head of the first, such that the primary individual's face, so like the baby underneath, looked through and out of the cranial vault of the second. Ooh, this is really creeping me out. Yeah. So what is the cranial vault? My understanding is that the so the baby is deceased, and then it's the head. Well, the next sentence is the human skull helmet came from another child between four and twelve years old at death. So that skull was significantly larger than the baby's head. So that yeah. skull was removed, emptied out somehow, and put over the baby's head, like so its eyes were in the same place. No. <gasps> oh, no. why? Yeah. Yeah. There's a oh. photo on the drive, which will be on the blog, what? but it's kind of hard to tell what's going on here. Oh my God. It's wow. It's, it's hard that to tell. That is so fucking terrifying. Yeah. So the second. I want to know what their beliefs were. Mm. Why did this happen? We'll kind of get to it. The second infant was only about six to nine months old at death with a skull helmet made from a child who was between two and 12 years at death. I think it's interesting that they can't tell whether it was two years old or 12 years old, but they, they're also extremely old skeletons. So. The the archaeologists suggest that this quote may represent an attempt to ensure the protection of these pre-social and wild souls. Oh, so if Hmm. it's like pre-whatever their version of baptism is? Yeah, something like that. Well, the next part is, this unique Ecuadorian mortuary practice may seem strange even within the context of ancient Andean cultures replete with the imagery and manipulation of heads, because of the young age of all of the children involved. Quote, dealing with the death of young infants is always emotional, Youngst concludes, but in this case, it was strangely comforting that those who buried them took extra time and care to do it in a special place, perhaps accompanied by special people in order to honor them. So this was not the whole article, but to sum up Mm -hmm. the rest of it, there are now using cats in wigs, isotope analysis. God damn it. To determine cats in skulls of other cats and wigs. Exactly. To determine cause of death plus whatever environmental factors at the time, such as they, they mentioned a volcano eruption, disease, you know, diet, culture, etc., could have influenced this bizarre ritual. And uh, in another article that I read, it said that there looked there seemed to be or to have been still like skin and hair. Of the larger skull still attached whoa, whoa. when they what put it on if, the baby. Again, complete speculation based on nothing. What if they believed in like reincarnation and if people lost like one child and then buried them and then they lost another child even younger and they thought it was like the reincarnation of the first child and then they 
dug it up and reburied it. Mm, yeah, but like I feel like them. this is occurring with enough frequency that that would that very specific situation would have had to have happened a lot of times. Yeah, they've only well, found two, but oh, they were. Oh, I thought there were more. Okay, no, there were only two, but they they were buried in the same place, kind of around the same time. Yeah, so that would be tough. So they're. I mean, it. It's just so bizarre and, like, grotesque by our modern interpretation. But, I mean, I but like... shit we do is grotesque by other interpretations. So I'm not I, oh, well, yeah. not trying to be insensitive to this culture. I just want to know. I know. So I'll keep you updated if anything, if I hear of any uh, updates. All right. Okay. So next, I actually have two sort of obits for you this week. One is an actual obit, and this one's, like, kind of an obit. Um, this one came from us to us from Laureen Bobo, who happened to be the astronaut fan picker crimes. of Amazing. Astronaut Crimes, which we recorded just before this. Um, okay, so this article title is Inventor of Sour Toe Human Toe Cocktail Dies. <gasps> no! Oh. This is from <laughs> November. <laughs> November. From E. coli, from Salmonella. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm sad. You let the toe hit your lips and then you get good luck. Yeah, we'll get to it. So this is a CNN article. Dick Stevenson, the inventor of the curious sour toe cocktail, which which has been served in Canada's Yukon Territory since the 1970s, has died. Served by the Sour Toe Cocktail Club at Dawson City's downtown hotel, the sour toe is a drink with a stomach-churning twist. Patrons are served a shot of alcohol with a real mummified toe, human toe, which yep. is dropped into the glass. Mm-hmm. The drink was invented by Stevenson after he discovered a preserved amputated toe in an aband- in an abandoned cabin, according mm-hmm. to the oh, Sour God. Toe Cocktail Club, which was established by Stevenson and his friends. So, like, not haunted at all. Oh, Mike. Just the toe. Just the Just toe. What happened the toe. in this cabin? A dare gone too far. I mean, we're in, like, northern Canada, so it probably just, like, fell off. You know, <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, probably fucking frostbite or some yeah. shit. But the still. wind, the oh. wind picked up and a toe fell off. It happens. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> to join the club, the drinker's lips must touch the toe. According to the club's mantra, you can drink it fast. You can drink it slow, but your lips have got to touch the toe. Yeah. Since 1973. It, what? I was going to say, you know what? You're winning me over. (laughs) I would do it in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. I think I would do it. I'm warming to this, to the Sour Toe Cocktail Club. (sighs) Since 1973, visitors of the Yukon bars have been challenged to drink down, or have been challenged to down the drink. The club, which has over 100,000 members, have been given over 10 toes through donations. Yep. Oh, no. The downtown hotel paid tribute to Stevenson, the founder of the Sour Toe Cocktail, on its Facebook page, saying, The downtown would like to pass on our condolences for Captain Dick Stevenson, the founder of the Sour Toe Cocktail. Um, Captain Dick was a true, colorful five percenter, I don't know what that means, who changed Dawson's brand. His legacy is cemented with the Sour Toe Cocktail, but he'll we'll always remember him for his undying love of Dawson City. Thanks for everything, Dick. We'll toast one to you tonight. <laughs> <Dick>. <laughs> no. Did, did Dick donate any toes when he died? 
unclear, but this is what it says about the toes. Admirers from around the world have offered their toes to Stevenson's cause. The downtown hotel received the big toe of Nick Griffiths, a former British Marine who lost his toe during a winter ultramarathon in 2018. Griffiths, oh my God! Griffiths, forty-seven years old, dropped out of the twenty eighteen Yukon Arctic Ultra after he got frostbite on his left foot due to temperatures dropping to minus forty. Told ya, it happens. Yeah, I mean, also my dad lost several toes. Well, they oh, were yeah. removed, yeah. but right, diabetes, baby. Did he lose his yeah. toes before his like whole foot? Yep. Yeah, wow. he had lost a hand, like two, I think, toes before losing his right foot. Wow. Dang. Mm-hmm. Okay, Fucking so last crazy. little bit about this. While in the hospital, the Briton, the Griffiths, the toe guy, offered to donate his toes to the hotel, quote, in the hopes of returning to the Yukon to do the sour toe cocktail with his own toe, the downtown oh. hotel said in a statement. <laughs> this is that why is you don't badass. exercise. Exercise is dangerous. Yep. In Canada, for sure. So unclear whether Captain Dick is going to donate his own toe or toes. I hope so, but like... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, a notary. Important. Yep. You know what? I'd donate my toes. Mm-hmm. I would too. I'm already going to be an organ donor. So When my dad had his if. first toe removed, I don't remember who it was that got him this card, but there were very popular cartoons in like the 90s and in, in, well into the aughts called The Far Side. Oh, yeah. I love The Far Side. So good. And there was a far side uh, greeting card of like, it was a guy in a hospital bed, clearly missing a toe. And it had a little tag on it that just said, went to market. (laughs) 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 Someone bought my dad this card. I was like, his get well soon card when he had a toe removed. (laughs) I love it. It's so good. Oh, that's really good. If I die while Lucy's mom is still alive. Uh, I would like to donate one toe to the sour toe challenge or whatever, and one toe to your mom. Done. Donate to my mom. Yeah. Why not? If I if I die while your mom is still alive, which I hope doesn't happen, just mathematically, but if it happens, <laughs> yeah, to keep in her liquor feel- cabinet with the rest of her friends. Yeah. To, yeah. So that people can do the sour toe challenge with white Russians. Oh, and my PFC. Toe. Can you imagine? I love yeah. it. Yes. Oh, wow. And you have such cute little toes. I'm totally down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd drink your toe. I know. I would totally drink either of your toes. It's Mine are more are questionable. For. But. Yeah. If you had just gotten a pedicure. I bet that foot fetish guy at the grocery store would want to drink my toes. I was going to say, you know who would definitely drink our toes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, last but not least, I got a sweet little obit that was sent to me by the following Coved members. And please forgive me if I missed your names because I got this from quite a few people, including Shauna, Andy, Kaylee, Julianne, Marie, Ellen, Ashley, Donna, Marie, Maria, Jody, and Trinity. Wow. So here's the obit. Katie Lynn McDonald escaped this mortal realm on December 14th. She was 80, we think. The family believes she did it on purpose to avoid having to cast another vote in the American elections. Yes, <laughs> preach. Katie was well world-renowned, because it's a small world after all, for her generosity and kind disposition. She never met a stranger, but she brought home a few. David W., <gasps> you were our favorite. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> 
Mom offered a charm, wit, and undying love to those who were her friends. She was simply an amazing gal, part saint, part sinner, all bundled up into one marvelous package. If you were fortunate to have met her, you'd have liked her immediately. She was just that kind of person. She was a studied cook of the old Southern school. Her chicken and dumpling recipe was, as Tina would say, simply the best, a remarkable meal. Her recipes were used to feed thousands of patients when she worked as a dietary professional at Red Bank Hospital. Her cornbread was a favorite among patients and employees of the hospital. The recipe is untouchable. Seriously, we can't find it. If anyone has a copy, please let the family know. (laughs) Katie served in a variety of civic capacities. A Cub Scout dead mother, a Boy Scout parent, a Brownie and a Girl Scout mom, a baseball mom, and volunteer. She managed the concessions, and we got free candy. She was on the PTA, (laughs) remember those, and in various capacities at the Northside Presbyterian Church. And most importantly, she loved gardening and growing stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She also did a whole lot of other things for us when we were kids, but we were too busy to make notes. Sorry, Mom. However, we do sincerely appreciate her selfless sacrifices and various lessons of life, like how to use a napkin, how not to eat soup with a fork, (laughs) (laughs) to say please and thank you, to call each and every one of her, her and dad's friends, Mr. and Mrs., and lots more. She -hmm. was preceded in death by the father of her four children, Charles Allen McDonald, whom she loved to her dying day, and her beloved family pets, Simon the Siamese Cat, Peanut the wiener dog, Sugar the howling dog, Daisy the very special, extremely important stray dog, and most notably, Jack her darling mutt, who once lost his tail in an unfortunate accident, whereupon mom saved the tail in the freezer just in (gasps) case. Go figure. (laughs) (laughs) Is she Midwestern? Because I, too, cannot throw anything away. I don't think so, but this just smacked of Minnesotan mom. Hence the accent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Southern cooking. mm Mm-hmm. She leaves behind her sons, Charles, David, Robert, and her daughter, Cynthia. She also scurried out on a bunch of grandchildren, Tiffany, Cody, Megan, Keely, Scott, Anthony, Katie, Kinsley. There's a babble in Kinsley's room. (laughs) (laughs) A candle with an owl on the side. Have you not read the scripture in In the bathroom? All you know how to say is make me a sandwich. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance ref. Get some. All right. And one great grandson called Mason Michael Bendhall. Mendenhall, cute child, thief of hearts. She mm-hmm. left behind a whole lot of old stuff that her kids don't know what to do with. Anyone mm. interested in some knickknacks, a bell, some art books, gardening <laughs> tools, a couch, or old jewelry, please wait the appropriate amount of time to reach out. Tomorrow should be fine. <laughs> Tomorrow should be fine. <laughs> and then something, something about the services. Uh, finally, the family asks that in lieu of flowers, please write your congressman and ask for the repeal of daylight savings time. We think yes. mom would like it if we were if we were all on the Lord's time. <laughs> the Lord's time. What is I that love even? It. I don't know, but that's the whole obit. I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, that's good. Nice. Nicely done. Oh, thanks. The tail in the freezer. I know. It was that just really got me. So, 
so cute. Okay, so special thanks this week to everyone who submitted headlines, articles, obits, and confessions. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We're fucking here for it. Uh, Also, special thanks to Megan or Megan Perry. Uh, don't you're mean, as juicy you're, as a Perry. Yeah, you're. I'm. You're mm. not so hairy, probably, Megan Perry. Uh-huh. Mm. Thank you to Sarah Ward. You are the warden of our hearts, watching mm. over it. Mm. Thank you, Margaret Fender. Uh, you're gonna have to fend me off because oh. I am just so into you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kelly Wagner. Gonna hitch hitch up to your wagon because you're nice. going in the right direction with your donation. Thank you to who has to be my distant relative, Ellie Jacobson. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I have no puns. I just welcome to the family, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Darlinda Wheeler. Uh, Wheeler Thank you, Darlinda. <laughs> Thank you, Bailey Allard. Allard? Gonna really craving some Baileys right now <laughs> after yes. this one. Oh, yeah. With a toe in it. Oh, yes. Yes. Baileys with a toe. Touch the Love toe. It. Oh, mm-hmm. I want to touch your toe, Stephanie Hutchings. I am clutching to your Hutchings, Stephanie Hutchings. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nikki Moore. Uh, we want more. Mm-hmm. I'm mm. sorry, that was lame. I got amazing. <laughs> Thank you, Colleen. I hear you calling. I'm gonna answer. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> okay, yeah. Thank you, Danielle Vellet, for getting out your wallet and taking out all of your money <laughs> and putting it into Patreon. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. <laughs> Terry Dussold. Uh, I was really Dussold on that last pun. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you, Thurber. Mm. Thurber. Thurbering with pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Thurber. Oh, Lucy, you'll like this one. Thank you, Dusty. Torrentine. Dusty, dusty dusty trash. Sound like Mm -hmm. a cowboy heroine or something. I love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Victoria Engen. I'm angling for more of you. (laughs) I'll marry you. I'll marry you. I'll marry you. Thank you, Lauren Vincent. You're given more than... One cent. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Thank you, Sam Marshall. You're marshalling in the new year on a positive note. Mm. You're the grand marshal of our parade. Yeah. Um, And maybe of the Rose Bowl, because thank you to Rose. You'll Mm. never let go. Never let go, Rose. <laughs> Thank you, Ben Chilson. Don't get too chilly because your toes are going to fall off. <laughs> and then we're going to drink them in a cocktail. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah Jensvold. 
I could just fold you up and tuck you in my pocket, Hannah, mm-hmm. you cute little peanut. <laughs> Thank you to Alexis, maybe Jose, or Joe's. Either one. There's no way to know. Let's check Alexis Nexus for the pronunciation. (laughs) There's no way to know, Jose. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, McLawhorn Design Company. (laughs) (laughs) Not a sponsor (laughs) as of yet. Well, actually, literally a sponsor. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, blah, 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 McLaw Horn. Blah, 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 McLaw Horns, McLaw, blah, blah. Yep. <laughs> and thank you, Angel at a well, at a, at a girl or guy or neither, neither or both. <laughs> You're my angel. You're my darling angel. <sighs> thank you, Stacy and Silva. Thank you for giving us some silver and gold. The silver lining. When you just sang that angel song, I just realized that I thought slash still think slash I'm not sure what the real lyrics are, but I thought it was closer than a sheep you are to me. No, it's closer (laughs) than my peeps you are to me. I like baby. Shorty, like you're my angel. You're my Closer darling than a angel. You are to me. Closer than a sheep, you are to me. <laughs> Shorty. Okay. Thank you. Is it my turn? Yeah. Kyle, yeah. Norsworthy. I am Norsworthy of your $5 Generosity. A month pledge. Thank you. Ooh, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, uh, oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm yawning. It's my turn. Uh, thank Katie. you, Katie Wadley. I'm waddling on over to you, Katie Wadley. Thank you for, for your that. donation increase. Nice wad of cash. That mm. wad. Also, thank you to Grace W. You W have graced us with your donation. Thank you so much. Ooh. And uh, you're gonna be getting a fucking patriarchy wine glass in the mail. Truth. As as will Nikki Lyons hear lions, you lions roar, lions. <laughs> <laughs> You're fierce with your generosity, Nikki. Indeed, we're not lying. Thank you, Amy Jackson. I'm sorry, Amy Jackson. Ooh, I, Ooh, am I am for real. I am Thank a you seal. for ten bucks on Patreon. <laughs> you will get a wine glass in the mail. Mm-hmm. Don't put it in the dishwasher. Because it will melt. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's all I got for you. Thank you, Jesse Riddle. Uh, You have solved the riddle of uh, getting into our good graces, Jesse. Sure have. So did Jamie Cowell. You've been doing so well. My husband and I gave money to Jamie Cowell. (laughs) 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 I didn't watch Cruel Intentions in a really long time. I know. Gotta watch. Thank you, Ashton Holloway. It's like tossing a hot dog down a Holloway. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Cassidy Fox. For fuck's sake. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jessica Carmona, for your increase from five to ten dollars a month. Come. Mm-hmm. 
We're Give not me Morna. Conan. You're giving Ca- us Morna. Carmona over here. Yeah. I want to give you a hug. <laughs> Thank you to Emilia McGarity. It's Muscarity how much I appreciate you, <laughs> Emilia mm-hmm. McGarity. Seeing mm-hmm. you with such mm-hmm. McClarity. Yeah, mm-hmm. Seeing you with so much McClarity. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to uh, Kate Kuznia, um, who is kicking off our Trash Queen or King or Neither or Both category. You're going to be getting some dusty, dusty trash from Lucy's you know house. It. As well. Uh, oh. e- <laughs> even if you're near or far. Uh, Oh, I get it, because Nia, yeah. Yeah. Got it. I'm sad that I didn't finish interrupting that pun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lala Tamez. You You make me want to lala in the kitchen kitchen on the floor. floor. I'll be a French maid. I'll meet you at the door. At the door. I'm like a lullaby. Drink the milk up off the floor. You make me want to. It's Amanda's turn. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> last but not least, if you're like all of my exes and afraid of commitment, you can make a once-off donation at our online store in any denomination at winecrypodcast.bigcartel.com, as did Atlee Mowit, who gave $10, which will certainly supply a lot of mozzarella sticks. Moetzarella sticks. <laughs> uh, or champagne. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So thanks for I listening. We'll see you next month. You know it. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers. Cheers.